I was looking for my soul. DJ Chauncey Dodridge gave it back to me. Every night, every night, every night I go. Every night, every night, every night I go. Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Tech. Hey guys, it has been a long while. I think I was looking the other day, and uh, so much has happened, so I'm just going to slide on up into my Instagram. The last one that I had was the episode um on does size really matter um somebody said very happy for amy oh that was and then asa gave a little um yeah that was a while ago that was in july okay um you guys it has been a while so much has been going on and i have just been feeling like just so much, so much to cover, and we're going to get into a little bit um, just about what's going on in my world, going on in the, you know, in the, in the you know, what, what all is going on, so new adventures, oh, um, ooh, so somebody, so hold on just a second, um, mm-hmm, 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 okay, so, um, Anywho, I have to pause this, you guys. Okay, we're we're back. Sorry about that. But um, I don't even know where I was. I've been so discombobulated, you guys. It's been like a crazy things have been crazy. So let's just take a moment. We're gonna we're gonna do a reset. Mm. Just, uh, we're going to clear out our mind. I need to clear. I'm doing this more for me right now. So if you're in your car, or maybe you're like, you're on the train. Maybe you are on a plane. Maybe you're in your living room. We're just going to take a few moments to center ourselves. Hmm. Just scan our bodies. Listen to the world around us. Okay, that sometimes, you know, we've got to do that, right? And I've been, it's been busy. I've been so busy. So, so much has happened, right? Um, when I since july okay we've been april may june july august september october so we've been almost here for seven months in corona rona ville right um and it's been absolutely like it's just been like kind of crazy right so last time I, my last episode, Decides Really Matter, we talked about that, and then, you know, I just got so busy, so I was teaching two classes in the fall, we went totally 
into virtual, the virtual world. And I was, I mean, it felt very overwhelming a little bit, but not too much because, you know, I've been using that, you know, learning management system. Uh, we use Moodle at uh, Manhattan College, right? And it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so I was like, well, I'm going to start, you know, doing this. And then all of a sudden I had two classes in the, in the summer um, and I didn't teach the first summer and it was eight weeks, two classes. There was like 19 students and it was like a marathon. So I was so busy with that, dealing with just like personal life. And then I was, you know, I was thinking, which is on the agenda for what we are going to discuss today. Um, my book, my book is coming out, folks. Afternoon at Bergdorf's. So my guy, he's so, he's so good, right? Um, and I absolutely Vince Font, right? We're going to give him just a little shout out. He's been absolutely amazing. But this is the, he, you know, I'm going to explain why it's been like working with this guy. So I reached out to them, did a submission. They were like, we really love your book. We want to work with you. And Glass Spider Publishing out in Utah, right? And I was like, Utah, what's going to what are they like out in Utah? But it was absolutely, he was so nice. And he's like, well, so I'm going to send you a few chapters. We're going to, I'm going to edit a chapter. I'm going to send it back to you. And I was like, wow. Like he took this, this drag queen and made her look drag fabulous. I mean, this book is not different. It's the same kind of thing. It's just a little bit, it's a little bit different. You guys like, when you work with an editor, you have to have a really good, you know. So I was like, you know, because my friend um, sent me her book. And I, you know, I still need to go on uh, Amazon write a review. But she sent me her book. And I was like, it's time. This story is relevant, right? And this was written way before... Black Lives Matter. This was written way before. I mean, this was like years ago when I wrote this, before all the stuff that we have going on. And so little little Vince Font over at Glass Spider Publishing, he was like, okay, we love the story. So we're going to work with that. And I sent him my manuscript and was like, yeah. He was like, I mean, he sent back this thing and I was like okay this works he, he's got the vision of it and uh and I was excited I was super excited this guy he is amazing like he just he knows what he's doing so you know I was like I just want you to treat it with care and I'll tell you what he so he would send me back three chapters I mean it's a long process I've never had a book published and I've never worked with an editor it's a pretty tedious process. So yeah, and he's really reasonable for editing. So I'm sitting there and um so he sends me the first three chapters. I read them, I make my adjustments, then it goes back, then he sends the next three. I mean, there's like twenty-two 
chapters in this book. It's like 290-something whatever pages. Words. 74,000. I mean, it's like a lot of words. So I'm like going through. I didn't want to name them chapters, so I changed the titles. And I was working, and I was so just, just, it's been like one of those things. Like it was, it was work. I was work, 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 right? So he's like sending them back. I'm like sending them. I'm trying to be just really up on my deadline. Like, you know, once a week getting them back, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So then he sends me the entire manuscript and it's like, you need to, well, then the last chapter, he's like, I don't like the ending of the book. It feels very short. It feels like the reader is getting their, you know, um, the rug pulled out from under them. And it's just, so I was like, yeah, I know. Right. Um, and when I had written it, I had written it on the train. Some of the things are inspiration from the folks and, the trains of things that I have seen, like the woman with the Ikea bag, right? Totally saw that once. She was drunk. She got arrested. So I just, these are fictional characters that are inspired by people and situations in New York. There, so there's two basic characters. There's uh, Catherine York, who is this woman. She has dementia. Well, I'm going to read you the the story that, you know, so after he had like, after I had rewritten the ending and I had taken it and I was like, okay, um, here, here it is. And so he goes through it and he's like, okay, I'm going to send it back to you. And I want you to reread through all of it. So I reread through all of it. And then he goes through it again and I go through it on and on and on. And we get it to a place and I'm like, Oh, aren't we done yet? No. Then I have to work with this um, book designer, right? Um, which she is amazing. Um, you know, working with her and being able to, and I'm going to give her a little shout out. She used it, but she is amazing and she did an amazing job. And we sat and had like a you know, just a meeting about what I wanted to, to look like. And I had picked some inspirational books that I loved. And I was like, these are not what I want it to look like, but I like the feel of these books. And if you go on my Instagram, like rising therapy, L A I K E L A I K E rising therapy. You're going to be right there, girl. It, It is good. So, we worked on the book design. I mean, this thing has been going on for months. So now we're in the process, like, you know, um, the Glass Spider Publishing, they're getting it all set up to where it's like getting put out into the planet. And I hope that you guys uh, get up on there because this has been, it's been a really good time. You know, I have been, it's been the most rewarding process, you know, and I think, you know, we don't think about like these things, but this is the cover, the back. So this is what it reads. It says back in the golden age of theater, the name Catherine York was known and celebrated throughout all of New York City. As a starlet with a superstar ambition, she regarded audiences with her voice, right? And had the world at her fingertips. 
70 years later not even those who cared for her at the Hampton Grove nursing home where she resided are aware of who she was least of all Roman White the newly hired nurse assigned to look after her suffering from dementia the only bright point of Catherine's existence are her weekly visits to Bergdorf Goodman and the world-famous exclusive luxury department store that represents not only her days of glory, but the happiest days of her life. Meanwhile, on the other side of Manhattan, cutthroat businessman Joe Tiller is cutting a path of destruction through the city, leaving in his wake a stain of misery, misogyny, racism, and homophobia. Joe's aim in life is to take whatever he can get for free, stabbing the back of anyone who stands in his way. But on the one day of Joe's path crosses with that of Catherine York's at Bergdorf Goodman, neither of their lives will ever be the same. Afternoon at Bergdorf's is a charming, witty, and sometimes tragic examination of the hunting power of memory whether invented or recalled that exist in the unlikely space where Sunset Boulevard and American Psycho intersect. That's the story and I'm sticking to it, folks. So, Okay, if you hear a little click, that's because the audio is deciding to not want to do its thing. So just, uh, just hang in there with me, right? So... Okay, so I took a little trip to P-Town. Let me tell you, it was amazing. We took the boys. We went in the car. We went and spent a week in P-Town. I'll tell you my life. I I go beyond the fish of filet. You know, when I very first started, when I lived in little old Kokomo, um, I used to think that a filet, a filet was a fish. Well, I guess it is, but... I didn't know that there was like a filet of beef. Okay, so, mm -hmm. so that is what I was like. Yeah, so I've been eating lobster. I've been eating swordfish. I've been eating all these things, and it is just amazing. There's so much that you can taste. So I, we went to P Town. We went to Cape Cod. We stayed in Cape Cod because you know what? We're not you know, we're just struggling in our, you know, almost 40s to get, you know, through, um, you know, so, but it was real nice. We stayed at this little, it was like a, a motel that was changed to a bed and breakfast. The people were so nice there. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you can definitely find yourself some, some good times up at the, uh, in the P-Town, but P-Town was so cute. I was like, when I retire, I think I might go to, to, to P-Town. So, uh, you never know. That or in God's waiting room, right? Florida. So, last weekend, oh my God. So, we went to, we just took a trip because we know that it's going to start getting cold. So, we took a little trip down to the, to the Hamptons. I, I just thought it was some fictional place. It really feels like, yeah, it was interesting. But we went down there, and uh, 
I just got myself a little scarf and some perfume, some cologne, and uh, we had lunch there, and it was just, it was a great time, so so good. It was just a nice day. It's in Long Island. It's, and then we went to, to Montauk. It's like at the end and it's so cute there. So I wouldn't live there, but it's cute. Right. And it has like feels very, you know, it just feels not very New York. So it was nice. So if you get a chance, take a car, you're living in New York City. It's about a two-hour drive. And then when we came back, we stopped in the Trader Joe's in Long Island. So the Hamptons is all the way at the end of Long Island. And so we, you know, we went to the Trader Joe's and uh, it was good. So lots of good, good things. Bob and Al, they are doing good. You know, Al has fully recovered from his tooth surgery. So we're real happy about that. And Bob is, uh, you know, coming into himself, right? Uh, You know, uh, fun fact. It's actually a mean fact. So they, when they capture a cat... They cut off part of their ear. It's uh, it's uh, not nice, right? Um, if they're feral, it's a long story. But, you know, we should have named him Picasso. I think I've said that before on here. So, you guys, it is important to let air out of the tires, right? To focus. To let air out of the tires. To let for mental health and you know, sometimes it's really difficult to do that when we have 10 million things going on, but it is really, really important that everybody take time out. So I just want to say, you know, I was watching Housewives of New York last season and Bethany Frankel says, uh, you know, she's talking on the phone. She's like, I need to let the airs out of the tires. Right. So yeah. So I've been like hitting the gem. I used to be really into the gem and then I started to um I started to uh go back, right? Because I when we were in Provincetown, I like saw myself and I didn't like the way that I looked and you know, I uh I just didn't feel comfortable with the with the way that I was feeling. So I've been going to the gym, you know. I got a tempo. It's coming. It's on the way. It is not a uh what it what a Norda track or one of those other ones like that have the there's tempo and then there's another company, but I don't know. Um but yeah, we just kind of uh you know, enjoying the, enjoy, just enjoying, okay, we're waiting for that to come, but I've been getting in my routine, doing YouTube videos, drinking my protein shakes, I've been a bit of a a gym bunny, you know, but there is something, if anybody knows how to make this, uh, this weight on my stomach disappear, I would be very happy to know how to make that, but I've been getting some abs, Okay, which feels good. So, um, yeah. So I've the gym's opened. Oh my god! So I did have to call the health department right on my gym because they were not like enforcing the mask thing. We're in a situation where people are dying in a pandemic, and it is important that people that are. <sighs> 
<sighs> like seriously, Al just had a response. He's laying in his little bed. But I just said, uh, you know, I'm going to call that health department. People need to be wearing masks, right? Um, yeah, and you're supposed to, people are being really good, though. I think it was just a, a thing, and I said to them, like, I emailed the gem. Like, I reported you guys. You guys need to make sure it's happening. So, but the interesting thing is that the health department says that it takes, uh, it takes, uh, yeah, well, how much does it take? Oh, seven days to respond. So, um, you know, it's important. Anyhow. So ways in which not to be up on the train, we got these little things. They're, um, they're like scooters, stand-up scooters, right? And they're nice, but they only, they have a specific, um, I can get from my apartment in Astoria down to the, uh, what is this little guy called down to so Astoria down to my office on 32nd and 5th in the city. And it takes me about 30 minutes, which is about the train ride. It's a little bit longer than the train ride, but I'll tell you what, it's been kind of amazing, right? Being up on the train, like riding my little scooter. It's been amazing. So, um, I would encourage you if you live in New York city, these little scooters, they're like $35 a month. I just wish the battery lasted a little bit longer, but that's a whole other story. Okay. Um, so yeah. Oh my God. So in my journey of newfound fitness, I've been getting on the city bike, but you have to, when you get them, you have to dock it every 30 minutes or they start charging you. So even though you buy a 12 hour day pass, you have to dock it every 30 minutes and get a new bike. If you don't, then you'll start getting 15 cents a minute and it can add up. You can get like a 50, 60, 70, $80 uh, ticket. Okay, not a ticket, but a charge up on your charge card. So, you know, I've been using my little, my little, I I actually bought a bike. It's a Dayhan, and it's cute. It's one of those little foldable bikes with the little wheels, okay? I've been going all the way over the Queensboro Plaza Bridge and just really enjoying it, right? But let me tell you, so the other day I was like, I was out and about and I bought these cute glasses, right? These cute little cups. And, um, I was in the village and I was like, you know what? I feel like having, having my Taylor Swift moment. And I feel like really experiencing what is happening. Right. Um, and so I was like up on, you know, I was like, I'm going to go to city bike and I'm going to get an electric bike because I don't really feel like, and they're, they're nice. You just like touch them a little bit and they keep going. Right. So I'm on the city bike and it is, I'm like popping, right. I'm listening to Taylor Swift's lover album, which I'm an album behind her new one. Folklore is it's real good, right? But I'm now getting into Lover. And I'm like, 
just listen to it. And then, you know, I put my phone up on the city bike in the little basket and I'm just like riding it, riding this electronic bike. And then all of a sudden my music stops. I'm like, what happened? So I look at my phone. My phone isn't there. I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, I go back to the street, the intersection. My phone is sitting in the intersection. And I have a thought. I'm like, I'm going to just go and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. And then I said, no. And then I said, yes. And then I said, no. And then I said, yes. And then I said, no. And eventually, you know what? I said no, okay? I said, I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm not going to be hit on the West Side Highway. So I went and uh, I just waited and I saw those car tires on the West Side Highway, which if you live in New York City, the West Side Highway goes up. uh, It's on the West Side of the city. And it's like nice. There's a pier, and it's not really a highway. It's just a really busy street, right? People go 50 miles an hour, which I guess would, or 45 miles an hour, but some people go 60 miles an hour. So I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'm I'm like, I'm looking, and I'm like, I hear ta 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 ta, and that is my phone. So I wait for the red light and I go get it and it's cracked and it's done. You guys, it is absolutely done. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I am over today. Today has been, I'm, it's enough. I'm, I'm just whatever. So, um, my phone wouldn't work. Luckily, like I rode my little bike back to Astoria, put it in the thing, walked to the AT&T, and I got this new phone that has three little things on it. Actually, I think it has four cameras. But I'll tell you, those otter boxes don't work, okay? I thought that they were supposed to be strong. Anyhow, so that has been what I know I was like trying to catch you guys up on everything that's going on. That took me about a half an hour, okay? We just have a little bit of time to talk about what's going on in the world, okay? So first and foremost, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, dies at 87, okay? And if you didn't know her, I mean, everybody's been talking about it. Like, she was for equal rights of not just women, but also men, gender equality, right? She But more so for women, and she was put on as a Supreme Court justice, and we loved her, and she died. And now, um, Rump, he wants to put her but he wants to replace her and it's a real shady because now they're playing back from when she was um when justice scalia died and they were you know the republicans were like no we don't want that to happen in 2000 you know in the last year of the president so they blocked obama 
But here's the thing. This is, and I, you know, I've talked to my partner. He was like, I'm voting Bernie. This after Bernie, like, I'm voting third party. And I said, no, you're not. And he said, well, why? And I said, um, because there's a Supreme Court justice on the line. What does this mean? So people that do not have health insurance, uh, you, um, you're, you know, the... The healthcare, you know, when we look at healthcare, that is pre-existing conditions are protected. It also made it affordable. And if you think about it, you're paying about as much as you would per month, uh, the Affordable Care Act through the market as you would through an employer. But employers' insurance policies tend to have better insurance. So that's a huge thing, right? So um, if we're looking at this situation right now and not, we, you know, there's the Supreme Court. And so now when we look at Trump is trying to get, an, you know, conservative Supreme Court justice. And don't get me started because I already, I love you, Dad. But he says, I've been... You know, my brain has been overcome with conservative media. Well, no, these are things that we're seeing um, on TV. This is the stuff that we're seeing on the news. Like, I don't know. And this is a whole other topic. I love my parents. I love my mom and dad. I love my siblings. But there's, a, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers has really taken hold of a situation here right so uh when we look at uh donald trump right so i'm just so if you want to read more about our uh rbg's life you can go and there's a wonderful film on netflix called the notorious rbg rest her soul but uh it's uh it's you know we need to to look at it so one of the things is is that just recently um donald trump right once he knows that he's gonna lose okay he knows that he's gonna lose and he knows that you know that we're in the middle of the pandemic so if you can be a poll worker be a poll worker right um I know somebody who's going to be a poll captain told me that the other day. I was like, look at you. But the thing is, is that you want to make sure that you vote in this election. Um, your vote does matter in New York. My vote technically um, does not matter. My presidential vote. It's always going to be blue here. But the thing is, is that if the house and the Senate are both blue we can retry him. So back when the impe he's been impeached, he just wasn't removed because his buddies that were sitting there in the White House, right, as we were sitting there, so it went through the House, they s impeached him, and then in the Senate, if you look at what happened in the Senate, right, all of his buddies, you know, somebody said it's like Lindsey Graham is like, uh, hold on, let me let me see what she said. Because I was like, I was talking to my friend the other day. 
and she was saying, it was so funny, she called him Senator Blanche Devereaux, okay, I don't know why he's trying to fight what's in his best interest, so him and his love daddy, you know, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, anyhow, so, um, and Jim Jordan, they can just go together and be in love, I don't know why they're fighting against their best interest, okay, but anywho, so he um, is refusing, right? Uh, Trump is refusing, and he knows he's going to lose, and that's why he wants to put the Supreme Court justice in there so it can uh, help him out in the end. Well, th- this is the problem, right? So one of the things is is that um, he's saying that the ballots are a disaster. When there's no thing about di- disaster fraud, the irony is that he's pushing vaccine but his base is anti-vaccine. Okay, irony. But anyway, so in this CNN, and I know my dad would say, your brain is being eaten by the liberal media. But he has made clear that he will not go down without a fight. And it is important for you to vote. So I think it is important. He is a sore loser that has, um, he knows that he is, is losing. And if you want to read into psychology, Mary Trump, she wrote this really good book, How We Created a, a Monster. So, it, I would encourage you to go to um, IWillVote.com and check your registration. And a lot of people, you have to make sure you can find out what state you're in. So I'm going to go click on here. I am a New Yorker and check if I'm registered to vote. And my last name is Mills and my first name is Richard and my birthday. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm Okay, so I'm on here, and uh, I'm putting in my zip code. Okay, and search. Oh, country. Oh, what what county? Sorry. Okay, so I'm putting Queens County. Okay, and I search for my name. Oh, there I am. I am early registered vote for early registered locations and times. Ooh, so you can see where you are early registered to vote. And it says my election district is 7, and my Senate district is 12, and my Assembly district is 36. But yeah, okay. So that's really exciting, folks. Like, you can find out. So I will go go to this I Will Vote, and you can find out if you're registered to vote. And I think I'm just going to go back on this. Oh, you can register to vote in New York. Let's see if Indiana is on there. And you can register to vote. So, IWillVote.com. So, please make sure that you go get registered to vote. As of today, uh, 200,000 lives have been lost to COVID. Um, and they are estimating that by December, we will have over 4,000, uh, 400,000. And I posted this article, and it basically what it does is it gives you a timeline of the administration. And again, I'm sorry that this is so politically heavy, but the thing is, is that it is important 
And the thing is, is that um, it goes through the whole thing of how we knew, right? And so he knew about the coronavirus and played it down. And no, it's actually, as of today, 202,330 people have died and their lives have been lost to COVID. All because he um, did not want to address it. And he tried to go undo everything that Obama did because he has little man syndrome. And that's the facts. Sorry if this seems preachy, but we're here. We're dealing with that, right? So the thing is, is that, you know, he says that it's a, a hoax, that it's going to go away. And then now we're sitting, It's just, he said it's just going to disappear. Well, it didn't. 202,330 lives that were lost to COVID as a result of Donald Trump uh, not responding, right? Okay, so I don't, I'm just, I'm sorry that I'm so into it, um, into my feelings today, but this is the way it is. Um, you know, I don't understand it. I don't understand how people, it's a whole other topic, but, um, so Chris Evans, I'm sure everybody's been talking about that, but his wiener was, uh, he accidentally posted that black and white picture. At first, I didn't know what it was. It was so so black and white and then I looked and I was like "Mm." so but he used it right as a way to say like um so he you know uh he used it as a way to to you know, uh, say everybody needs to go vote, right? So in this article, it says Chris Evans had the best response after accidentally posting uh, his uh, picture of his members, right, on there, you know, um, and we're, we're proud of him. So um, for, for using his voice to tell people to go vote, so, um, today we are going to, I'm, I'm going to be releasing an article, but I am giving 10 steps of what you should do after a breakup and what not to do after a breakup. And I'm going to post a blog later on, but this blog, I was writing it when I was on my way up to, um, to Portland, not Portland, <laughs> sorry, to, um, why am I blank? To Cape Cod, to P-Town, and I was looking at this. So one of the things we want to do after a breakup, the first step is don't immediately get your entire girl squad, okay? So one of the things is, is that it's, well, you know, it's important that we have a strong support network. It is understandable that we're going to seek out support after a breakup, you know, one of the things is, is that this, why is it that after a breakup, everybody wants to get their team, right? And, you know, one of the things is, is that this can backfire on you later. So it doesn't matter whether you broken up yesterday, a month ago, or whether it's been you, how long you've been together, right? Um, it is you share mutual friends, right? And depending on how long you've been together, some people don't, some relationships, they don't have friends. Um, 
you have places of worship, you share, uh, you know, it's, it's very important. So the thing is, is that you never know. It's like years from now, like if you uh, start talking shit and I, you know, when I was younger, I used to do this all the time. So it's a reminder to say, you know, when, when you've broken up, it's really important to figure out, um, who together you guys want to tell, right? Um, and also, don't you love it when your friends break up and then like, uh, uh, you know, a week later they're back together, right? Sometimes it's final, but sometimes it's not. So, and then you become that friend that everybody's like, oh God, here we go, right? I'm sure I've been that friend and I'm sure a lot of people have. So, um, so one of the things is, is you want to be cautious about who you choose to disclose about the breakup. So one of the things is, is before we share, we should ask ourselves, what is the purpose of saying, what is, what is the purpose of what I'm saying about my ex, right? So, you know, some things are private and they should be kept private, right? And, and it really looks bad and tacky when somebody, a relationship has ended and, all of a sudden, you know, as you're looking at the other person, it's like one of the things that, you know, like people start to really look at you. Like, why did you save this up? If it was that bad, why did you stay in the relationship? And I know this sounds a little catty, but if you are going around blasting, like there's just certain things that you shouldn't share about your partner. Right. Um, because you never know what's going to happen, right? You don't know if you're going to develop a friendship with that ex or, you know, what it is. So, okay. Don't post your breakup on social media. I mean, I'm talking to myself and my younger self. If my older self, my almost, I'm still in my, in my 30s, right? We're going to talk about what it's like to become an old gay. I'm becoming a silver fox in January. So... One of the things is, is that um, social media is like a huge part of our life. And one of the things is, is that people will make their relationships public on Facebook. We've all seen it, right? And people will break up on Facebook. And people will, you know, post the breaker upper. will say, I'm glad that's over or it's time to get back in the game. Girl, no, it's not time to get back in the game. And it's, I'm sure some people can like move on, but the, it's attention seeking, right? So one of the things is, is that that's not going to make you feel better. It will make you feel better about all your friends. You know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have your friends and you shouldn't disclose to them about things that are going on in your relationship, but you really just want to be cautious about spreading your breakup all over social media. It's just, it's a little tacky, right? And we all see those people and we're like, oh my God, there is a way when you break up where you can break up and it just doesn't notify the world, right? I think that I might be on my social media. I don't even think my Facebook, it even shows it. That's why I prefer Instagram. Yeah. Also, I don't think that couples should be friends with each other on Facebook, um, me and my partner are not friends on Facebook. We're not friends on social media. I think he follows my Instagram. 
But it's just, um, I don't look at his, I don't troll his Instagram, right? Um, so I just think that it's a really important that we kind of keep that into perspective, right? So one of the things that I say is start to grieve your, so do start to grieve and feel the emotions of grieving this loss. You've, it's, it can be like a death for some people, right? And I'm not saying that when we go through a breakup, we shouldn't say to our best friend, hey, I'm having a really hard time. Or if you're going through a breakup, or if you're starting to think about breaking up, you know, um, it's, it's important that we kind of look at, you know, um, to look at it, it can be like a death, right? So that's important. We need to look at it, right? So one of the things is, um, some people, this is when they start to go back into therapy. I see it all the time. And we have to start to really think about rebuilding our lives, right? So, okay. So don't have breakup sex or start dating, right? Um, after, uh, you are breaking up right now. If you've casually been dating someone, I'm not talking about casually dating. I'm talking about people that have been in relationships for a long time and then they decide to break up. You know, some people, I mean, it's fine. If you want to get laid, get laid. But one of the things that I would say is that people, um, uh, often after people break up, people ha will have sex with their ex. I don't like, I don't get it. Right. Like, it's kind of, I guess, that thing of you want what you can't have, right? The heart knows what the heart wants. I think that's what we call it. So one of the things I say about this is that it can often leave people... Folks, my uh, computer's about ready to die. So I'm going to have to tune this in. Hold on just a second. Where is the... Give me just a second. And we are going to continue this conversation. this plug this puppy in oh it's like a ooh it's just like just went in um so one of the things is is that don't have sex or start i i recommend like i don't i don't like the do's and don'ts but i'm doing the my recommendation is not to be sleeping with your ex or sleeping with other people so you know, one of the things is, is that well, if you're trying to break up, it can make it really, really confusing. Um, and one of the things is, is if sex was the issue in your relationship, this is often will intensify feelings of rejection and sadness. Okay. So we just want to think about that. Think about those feelings of sadness. Um, so do begin to fill up your social calendar. I think it's important. So one of the things is, is that after we've developed these lives with people, and sometimes it's really important that after a breakup that we kind of start to think, well, now what, right? Um, but it's really important to uh, begin to, um, to completely like, um, it's most likely that when you were together that you were merged with your ex, um, used to attend the same events, go to the same places, hang out with the same people. And this can be a very perfect time to reconnect with your 
relationships that maybe you neglected. And also, this is really, really important when we get into our next relationship, which if you are broken up, you may say, I'm never going to date again. Yes, you will. And when you get into your next relationship, realize that it's important that you don't you keep those you don't neglect those relationships because it's possible that you did um i'm gonna say stay away from dating apps right so one of the things is is that you want to after breaking up people will download tinder and go on dating and the problem with that is is that um oftentimes people aren't uh i know this was my problem I wasn't ready to date and I started to go out dating. And you know what? I used to hurt a lot of people because they would be like, I don't understand why they don't. But yesterday they were saying they wanted to, it's like that, uh, that part in beaches where, you know, uh, CC Bloom's character, you know, is at the hospital with the doctor and she leaves and the other friend has the, you know, Barbara Hershey's character, you know, Hillary Essex has to clean up CC Bloom's mess. Okay, girl, we know what's happening there. And then he's like confused. He says, but she said that she wanted to have kids. Well, no. Okay, let's not make any commitments while we're breaking up. So here's, so again, I think it's like, if you're going on the apps for hooking up, that's fine. Uh, but I think to try to get into anything serious until you like, don't think about your partner anymore. I think it's important because there's another person on the other end that could get hurt. So do begin taking back control of your life. So this is like, you'll notice people go back to the gym, uh, they get better sleep, they start taking back control of their life. But one of the things is, and this is important, you want to regain your independence and allow yourself to prepare yourself for your next relationship. But also to know that these things, we shouldn't wait until breakups until they happen. It's like, I wasn't going to wait for the gym to start working out. I started doing my little workout um, with this um, man on um, YouTube. I'm going to try to find him. He is delish. He's like a little bear daddy. Um, hold on. I think it's Zeus Fitness. Okay. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, he is so hunky. His YouTube channel, I am trying to find his... Oh, there it is. His YouTube channel. How do you subscribe? I don't even know how to subscribe. But Zeus Fitness. You just look him up. He is so cute. I think he's from Australia or something. I love him. He's like a, he's like a muscle daddy. He used to be kind of, now he's like, that's my yes. So I don't think that he has, I'm just looking at his, his list, but I like to look at him and there's another one, another one that I am really fond of, um, then X. So Zeus fitness and then X and I'm looking up his videos. Mm hmm. And he has this one. Maybe I'll post it. I'm just looking for the... Hold on. So I want to go to his page. How do you go to a page? Oh, hold on. Oh, no, no. That's... I don't know. Hold on. 
six pack anywhere for beginners. It really does work. I've been doing this one. I don't know, but it's then X and he's a nice hottie too. So, um, you know, sometimes it's important to get our gem back. Um, so don't expect your friends and family to take sides. This is number nine, right? And, and then we got one more after that. So here's the deal. Your partner just because you broke up with them, when you bring somebody into your life, it is not their responsibility for your family or your friends to take the side of you, okay? It's okay that because, one, it's really awkward. When you break up, your family shouldn't have to break up. And you see this all the time. Like, and I, again, we're speaking to myself, I used to be in love with this certain individual and I just felt like people should choose me because I'm so special. But that's not true, right? So one of the things is, is that it's a confusing part of the breakup is for your family and friends. And while you may not want anything to do with your now ex-partner, it does not mean that your family or friends should follow suit especially your friends, right? I put that, I I think I'm going to underline that. And one of the things is, is that you and your ex, right? Things that you should discuss together. And, you know, one of the things is, is that to understand, like, even like going to different churches, you know, there's some people that are exes and they continue to just be to, they continue to say, okay, we share places, we share friends. I've seen people that they're very good friends and they said they just, they're really mature about it. So making your friends choose a side, like that can really backfire on you. And because one of the things is, is 99% of the time, unless your significant other was a real asshole, they're not going to just go, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Bob. That's my cat's name. I'm sorry that you broke up with Al. That's my other cat's name. And we're, we're like, so sorry you broke up, Bob. Yeah, of course. We're not going to talk to Al anymore. And then when they're at the, the Gato Cafe, the Cat Cafe, and, you know, Al is like hanging out with his, his, with your friends, and then you see him up at the cat club, and then all of a sudden, lo and behold, you're, like, got your feelings hurt, your real butt hurt, right? So, that is what we're gonna be talking, that is what I'm talking about. So, do not expect your friends to, to do, you know, to pick sides. But you can set some guidelines, right? Um, so one of the things is do start to begin to move forward. Allow yourself to set in your grief, but then eventually allow yourself to, to begin moving forward in the process, right? So you want to think about things that have happened in your last relationship and take the steps to becoming the better you. All right. Um, I'm so sorry. It's, you know, we've, it's been a while. If you heard some, that's because for some reason I think my computer's getting full and I need to go dump a bunch of audio. So 
You guys, it's uh, it's been real, and I know it's been a little bit heavy, but hopefully you have learned some tips in your next breakup, or feel free, I'm going to post the article, so I'm going to post the article, and then I'm going to post this, um, so that you can kind of look, and uh, if somebody needs the audio vision, we can do that, so, um, all right, well, the music today that you've heard is uh, 53 Christopher Street um, from DJ Chauncey D and Vian Hector. Thank you, boys, for allowing us to use that. Um, make sure you take care of yourself and each other and uh, make sure you give a elbow bump. My name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you have been listening to Talk Sex with Dick.